everybody, and happy Thursday to everybody out there. Um, today, we are going to do an educational segment, so let's get right up to it. Welcome to Web3 Weekly. I am Crypto Kenny. I am here to give you all the latest market updates, interviews, and educational material possible. Last week, we had a market update with uh, several of the management team in Alpha Mutants, and uh, I believe we went over a lot of really great material last week. Really good, Tom. Um, and I think I'm hoping that it, it, it helped uh, quite a few people. So this week, we're going to change the the, uh, the tune a little bit. I want to do an educational video here that I think is very imperative and uh, and very useful during, especially these these volatile markets that we're that we're currently in. So we're going to talk a little bit about. Um, designing a, an investment portfolio. We're going to talk about different types of portfolios. We're going to talk about coin picks uh, during this time and uh, hopefully get some education in there for some of you. So uh, we're doing some screen sharing today. Um, we've got some charts and stuff up that I've done and hopefully that'll get, uh, you guys will be able to uh, to do some, some learning, get your pen paper out or your phone notepad or something, take some notes. So uh, if you did not see last week's episode, it will be right here on a link. Uh, very strongly suggest you watch it. A lot of good information. You'll also see down below our links to the Alpha Mutants uh, Twitter and our Discord. Come in. We've got a lot of new uh, utility tools that are being uh, brought up this week that I think you guys will really enjoy. Uh, we're, we're coming up uh, to a little bit over a month or so from the, uh, from the launch, Tom. So uh, definitely drop in there and say hello. Uh, and we will uh, get you on there. So today we are going to talk about portfolio creation, portfolio management. We're going to talk about levels of uh, exposure. We're going to talk about uh, my personal picks for top altcoins um, in the high market caps, mid market caps, low market caps. Okay. So to get started, I'm going to do a real quick screen share with you guys uh, to this first document. So here we go. All right. So as you can see here, um, documents titled Getting Started with Your Crypto Portfolio. So we want to talk about a few things first. So before we can really talk about what, uh, what to do with your portfolio and how to manage it, we need to talk about what needs to be done prior. I think a lot of people spend a lot of time uh, telling you how to create your portfolio, and, and I don't think that that's the right way to do things. I think there's a lot of prior work, um, a lot of um, pre-workout, uh, so to say, that you need to do before looking at investing and what to invest in and what uh, percentages. So mm, let's talk about that real quick. Also, I hope you guys like my newest PFP. I've been dropping some um, some teaser art here from uh, the upcoming collection. Uh, none of it is is uh, final product yet, but just throwing some teasers up each episode. You guys can kind of check that stuff out. Um, so let's start at the top. So personal education. Um, I personally advise coming into the space. We see a lot of people jumping in on FOMO waves, and we see a lot of people jumping in on hype. Um, and in the bear market, that's going to be a lot less. So I think it's time that we started talking about uh, 
what you should do before jumping into the space. So now's a great time to do these, these items. So personal edu education, at least a hundred hours of study. If you have not spent at least a hundred hours um, in study of blockchain technology, Bitcoin, NFTs, DeFi, just understanding how the system works, different blockchains and what uh, makes them different from each other, um, you know, scalability, uh, speeds, these type of things. If you haven't had study in, in those areas, if you don't have a basic understanding of blockchain tech and um, how blockchain tech is developing, then it's then you shouldn't be investing. Um, one of the number one rules of investing is know what you're investing in. Become an expert in what you invest in. It's a, it's, it's, it's a rule that has been followed by many of the great investors in the last you know, 100 years that they have, they have really dived into their particular investment fields and become experts in those fields. And that really helps um, in the long run. And the biggest thing it does is it allows you uh, to have a, a, a measure of understanding in the space. And so it allows you to forego a bunch of mistakes. Um, you won't make beginner investment mistakes if you have a base knowledge to come into. So that's number one. Uh, number two is after you put in that 100 hours, and me, me personally, I would even suggest more than that. I, I would suggest you know probably double that before you actually jump in. You have plenty of time. We're in a bear market. Um, so so I, would, I would particularly suggest that, but at least 100 hours. Number two, safety. Understanding self-custody, hot, and cold storage wallets. So before you even start to come in, into the space and think about investing, you need to understand safety. So understanding safety is understanding the difference between allowing custody of your funds to through an entity and having self-custody. So a very simple explanation of that is when you come in, uh, a lot of newcomers in the space will come onto an exchange um, like, uh, like uh, you know, Coinbase, um, Crypto.com, Binance, FTX. All of these are custodial spaces, right, or custodial projects. So when you come on and I – and, for example, I come on and I've decided that I want to invest, you know, $200 a month into Bitcoin. I can come on to Binance or FTX or you know Coinbase, and I can uh, purchase that two hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin with my checking account, wire transfer, debit or credit card. If I leave those funds inside of that exchange, I do not hold custody to those funds. This is what's called a custodial um, wallet. So inside of these exchanges, you will have wallets where you can custody your funds, but the custody is on the exchange itself. Now, self-custody uh, refers to the only access to the wallet is through your personal access. So you're the only one that has the personal access. So this would be, you know, most famously um, wallets like MetaMask. There are other great ones out there. Trust Wallet. We'll, maybe we'll do a, a, a talk about some different wallets and the pros and cons uh, one day. But so we have MetaMask, um, Trust Wallet. If you go into different chains like uh, Solana, Phantoms, very popular. Those type of things, but those wallets are what's called uh, personal custody wallets. Okay, so that means that you will generate a a uh, seed phrase upon creation of those wallets, and 
access to the, those wallets will only be available to the person that holds that seed phrase. So um, in that scenario, you still have to go into exchanges to purchase initial crypto. But as soon as I purchase that $200 of Bitcoin that I'm doing each month, I can move that to a custodial wallet, that, a personal custodial wallet, and then I'm the only one that controls what happens to that. Okay, so that's the difference between custody or custodial wallets and self-custody wallets. Now, we also want to understand the difference between hot and cold storage wallets. So uh, when we refer to a hot wallet, we refer to any wallet that is actively connected to the network. Um, so if it's on your computer, if it is uh, if you're using it to, you know, connect daily, if it is your, your web browser, your MetaMask extension web browser, um, if you're using it on your phone, uh, you know, your trust wallet app on your phone, all of these things, these are considered hot wallets because they're actively on a network. Now, you have to have a hot wallet in most cases to interact with a lot of protocols, so they do have their place. Um, when we refer to a cold storage wallet, we refer to a wallet that is disconnected from the network. So, you know, I'm sure plenty, many of you have seen, you know, um, nano custodial wallets, um, you know, the nano ledgers. And, and uh, you know, there's the, that currently there's, you know, six or seven different brands of these little USB looking drives that are cold storage. So these, they can be unplugged from the network. So they become much safer in terms of, you can't be hacked from a uh, from a, a uh, wallet that is uh, disconnected from the network, um, so they become uh, much safer in how you can store them. Uh, so, uh, talking about education, so what we want to understand is after we've been educated on you know the space itself, and we understand the differences between, with uh, different levels of custody and hot and cold storage wallets, we want to set up a streamline. Um, a basic a web of entry and exit into the space and understand how we're going to use those. So for example, I um, have done done uh, articles one and two of this list. So I've, I've done my research. I understand the, cu the custody, hot and cold storage. So what I've decided to do is I've chosen uh, crypto.com as my, my entry into the space. So I am purchasing my crypto on that exchange. Then I am transferring that crypto into my wallets. Now I will have an active hot wallet, which is my MetaMask browser. This is the wallet that I'm going to use to interact with DeFi. Uh, this is the wallet I'm going to use to purchase NFTs with. And then I have my cold storage wallet, which is what I'm going to use for my long-term hold. So in the case of this Bitcoin, I say that my, my time horizon for holding this Bitcoin is five to 10 years. So since I'm not going to be interacting with the space, once I purchase one crypto.com, I'm going to send this Bitcoin to my cold storage wallet for safekeeping. Now, say at the same time, I'm also purchasing $200 of Ethereum each month. And with that Ethereum, I want to invest in NFTs um, or try to flip NFTs or use them to mint whitelist. So that Ethereum, I will send to my hot wallet as I am trying to interact with that. I'm going to be actively using those funds. Okay, so these are the differences that we need to that we need to think about. Now, next on our list, we want to create a thesis. What is your long-term vision for Web3? This is very important. Okay, very very important. A thesis is an idea, 
that you have studied and a vision that you see of the space in the future. So if you don't have a positive thesis towards the space, then you shouldn't be investing anyway. But if you do, you need to have a thesis that is is distinctive to you. So for example, um, you your thesis could be that Bitcoin is going to, in a 10 years time frame, become the you know world reserve currency, right? A reserve store of value for the world's currency. If that is your belief, that helps shape the way that you invest in the space. So whether you believe that Web3 is going to be the uh, proving ground for gaming or the next level of uh, social networks or whatever it is, you need to have a thesis as to where you think uh, the Web3 technology is going. And this will help us to develop our portfolios. Okay. You'll see here. Number four, long and short-term investing. You need to understand the difference. Very important topic to understand the difference between long and short-term investing. Okay, There is money to be made in this space, and there are investments to be made in the space in a long and short-term basis. Okay, You have to understand and define what type of investor you are. And maybe you're a little of both, or maybe you just focus on one. Um, you know, I, I have many contacts throughout the space and, and, and some that are they're strictly long-term investors. They see a 10-year time horizon and that's what they're aiming for. And then I have, you know, some friends that uh, in the space that, that look for those, those quicker gains, right? With, whether it be within, you know, days, weeks, or months, it's a shorter-term time frame, right? Now, in bear markets, it is much more difficult to be a short-term trader, Um because we don't see as much movement uh, it, to the upside, and it's much more difficult to time shorts and to time declines than it is to time a you know a, an upward movement in a bear market. Um, but there are times for for each of these styles. So long term trading is is a uh, trading thesis that is based off of fundamentals of a project. So fundamentally, I believe that Bitcoin um, has value like no other reserve asset and that that value is going to grow exponentially over time and so the thesis is to buy and hold bitcoin okay it's a long-term investment i have you know a five to ten year time horizon on this thesis now in short-term trading there are areas in space um and two of them are two of them are uh, that i'll bring up here number one is nfts um nfts can be a short-term um, uh, investment horizon. If you get on a whitelist and uh, with a popular project, you can mint and, and oftentimes you know sell within hours or days or weeks and make a decent profit. Um, there are also long-term opportunities in investing in NFTs. So I don't I don't want to to give you the idea that they're only short-term um, short-term investments, but that's just an example. Um, also, uh, airdrops are very popular. Um, oftentimes, you can invest a very small amount of money to uh, do some bridging to different chains, to use some DeFi to do those type of things and be allocated airdrops, which is an investment. You are investing your time and a small amount of money in order to potentially get a large allocation of funds. Um, good. The most recent example of this would be the, uh, the uh, uh, Optimism and Hop Protocol airdrops um during these we announced these months in advance um in alpha mutants and and 
Uh, you the, the the cost of doing these was you know a few dollars. You had to pay transaction fees, do a bridge. Um, so you know at the most maybe ten fifteen dollars that you did on these. And uh, I believe the average airdrop uh, for the the uh, optimism airdrop was about if you sold um, during the time of airdrop, uh, you know, a few thousand dollars, um, you know, between two and four thousand dollars on average. And the hot protocol drop was a few hundred, four or five hundred dollars. So, um, you know, very small investment, very large, you know, ROI on that investment, um, if you know what you're doing, but a very short term investment. Right. So understanding long and short term investing. Uh, number five, design a portfolio, how to create an investment strategy that works for you. So this is immensely important. So we have to understand that each individual investor is unique unto themselves. There are investors that are, that have, you know, a in real life job, um, plus multiple streams of income and the way that they can design their portfolio is different from a person that might have no other investments and a smaller uh, in real life stream of income. Okay, so everyone is different and we have to design uh, the investments. But does that mean that there are people that cannot invest? Absolutely not. You can always invest something. There is always something to be invested. I've never met a person, no matter what their situation, that we could not design an investment thesis for them. So this is something we're going to talk about. And we'll do a couple examples for different people here shortly. Um, number six, be steadfast. Don't deviate from your plan. Uh, this is something we preach in droves at Alpha Mutants, that you have to have a plan. And once you have a plan, you do not deviate from the plan. No matter the fear, no matter the the uh, elation, no matter the FOMO, no matter the FUD, we do not deviate from the plan that we have set down. Um, if we have a percentage that we hit and we, that is part of our plan to sell off a, a percentage of our portfolio, we do that. Um, if we have percentages that we are allocating to, to different markets and one market is really hot, we do not change our, deviate, our, our plan of attack. It is something that we stick to. It is discipline. And discipline in the space is what makes you rich. Um, so we... Do not deviate from the plans that we set up. All right, moving forward. Have an exit strategy. Know when to get out. Now, some people will say that I'm a long-term investor. I, I don't need an exit strategy. Absolutely incorrect. Every investor, no matter how long-term, has to have an exit strategy. Okay? Whether that exit strategy is your death and the movement of your assets onto your children or grandchildren or whoever that may be, that is still an exit strategy, okay? There has to be a defined idea of what you're doing. So let me give you two examples. One investor may be heavily invested in the NFT market and 75% to 80% of what they do in that market is short term. So their investment strategy is to uh, to get in whitelists or do sniping um, uh, purchases on OpenSea and LooksRare and, and other uh, other platforms and to sell at say a 50% increase and that is their that is their that is their their sale mark so they take their profits very liberally and perhaps they have a plan that says once I take my profits for each trade 
I put 50% of that back into my trading portfolio so I could do more and more trades. And 50% of that goes into a long-term portfolio of Bitcoin and ETH, right? Um, so that's a, that's a particular plan. You could have another investor that, that uh, does no short-term trading. Their investment thesis is five to 10 years out. And they invest in, say, blue chip NFTs at a, maybe a 10% clip of their, of their portfolio. And they invest 90% into Bitcoin, Ethereum, and maybe one or two other altcoins. And they have a 10-year time horizon. They still need to have an exit strategy. So at that 10-year time horizon, say that their portfolio has a 17x at that time. During that time frame, they have to have a percentage at, uh, at that 10-year mark or that time horizon, or that, or not even necessarily at the 10-year mark, but at a certain at a certain valuation of their portfolio, they have to have a a exit strategy of some portion, um, because if you make unrealized money. Uh, it, it means nothing until it's realized, right? So we have to have an, a strategy to uh, take profits always. And I'm going to give you a few examples of potential strategies for yourself. All right. So let's go back to let's exit the screen share here. All right. So we are currently, uh, we currently went over the steps uh, to um to this particular uh process of coming in and becoming an investor in the space so now we're going to look at a couple other things which are going to be quite interesting and i hope you guys uh can uh, uh appreciate some of this so i'm going to give you some examples of of portfolios and how you can structure your portfolio so when i'm talking about this as as a disclaimer all, none of this is financial advice. These are examples that I've used in the past or that I've uh, gotten off of other investors um, and tweaked a little bit. Uh, this is not to say that these are the be-all, end-all portfolio management. You can create a portfolio that is unique to you, and that's the whole point of this process is to find a strategy that works well with you. Um, so that being said, I'm going to show you some examples. And you can take, uh, you know, take the uh, what you can get out of each of these examples. So we'll do another screen share here. We're going to share our whiteboard here. Actually, one moment. Let's pull up the. Uh, need to actually pull up. The whiteboard from here. Just a moment, guys, to get this stuff pulled up. So I'm hoping that what we can do with this, um, you know, long term is to really create a, a group of investors that are so well informed in the space that they they understand exactly how to do well um, you know in, in any market and that's the problems that we currently have is that you know a lot of people don't understand how to do well in uh, in different types of markets right so let's do here.
right. Okay, well, I'm having some issues, guys. I think I might have not saved what I had up earlier. That's okay. I'll pull up another one here shortly. There we go. There we go. I think I've got it now. Okay. So here we are. So let's talk about some simple... Um, some simple strategies here. One what we're looking at in the space. This is looking a little bit weird. I think my, uh, hold off, we'll, 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 we'll run through it. So we're first gonna look at a conservative portfolio and a conservative portfolio is very simple in this space, okay? Um, if you've done your study in the space, we know that uh, Bitcoin dominance in the space is, is a large portion of the space. It deviates over time, but especially in bear markets becomes the majority of the space. So in a conservative portfolio, we want to uh, allocate around 50% to BTC, right? And if you don't believe in BTC, you don't really believe in crypto, right? Um, it is the cornerstones what created everything. Uh, around 40% in Ethereum, we see right here, and then we also see around 10% in top altcoins, top altcoins. That means altcoins within the top 25 uh, in ranking, okay? This is going to be your conservative portfolio. Um, during a bear market, even a conservative portfolio can easily, within a five-year time frame, uh, you know, return a 10x very easily, right? So... You can see potentially here, and this is based off of market information uh, from previous bull markets, uh, from the lows to the additional market highs during the next cycle. So we can see a 10x here very easily on a conservative portfolio. Then we'll go to what I call a balanced portfolio. A balanced portfolio is still based off of 50% Bitcoin because this this creates the this uh, lessens the volatility even in times of high volatility, because Bitcoin, um, besides for the initial drops into bear markets and the initial movements out uh, into bull markets, remains relatively stable compared to the rest of the market. So we use this as a stabilizer in our portfolios. Then we'll see a lesser allocation to ETH of 25% here, a 15% allocation to top altcoins, which would be altcoins in the top 25 and a 10% allocation to mid to low cap altcoins, okay? Mid cap altcoins being under a billion dollar valuation down to about a hundred million and low caps being anything under a hundred million dollars market cap, okay? This type of portfolio uh, from the base of a bull market, you can normally see something more in the ballparks of if your picks in the mid and low caps are good picks, you can normally see something in the realm of a 20X or so based off of previous markets, okay, into the next, uh, next bull market. Then we go into an aggressive portfolio. So an aggressive portfolio 
is going to be allocated 25% to Bitcoin. Bitcoin and Ethereum will always be present in these portfolios because they are the stabilizers and you have to have blue chips in your portfolio uh, to stabilize the risk, right? We see 25% to Ethereum. We see 25% to top altcoins, altcoins within the top 25, and then 25% dedicated to mid and low cap altcoins, okay? So mid and low cap altcoins. This is the type of portfolio that if the uh, if the, your picks are done well, you can easily see a 50x or more. Now, the risk to reward ratios in these portfolios um, become different at different times, but the but the the intrinsic risk is least on conservative and most on aggressive. So what type of person uses these type of portfolios? So if you are a uh, person that is has a substantial amount of capital to put into the markets, um, there's normally that you're, you're normally going to do something around the conservative to balanced. Um, if you are a person that has limited capital but is trying to really hit a, a win in these markets, you will go more with the uh, more towards the balance to the aggressive. Okay. Now, there's a caveat to this. Very simple. Read this with me. Do not, do not invest more than you can afford to lose ever. This is where having the thesis and having a plan comes into motion because we we want to have funds to invest that we can afford to invest, and we want to have funds to invest that we can afford to lose. Um, this is speculation. We are talking about very early markets here um, and very high volatility at times. Uh, so th these these uh, uh, these do not uh, these do nots are very important. Do not mortgage your house. Do not take out loans. Do not use leverage. These are the do nots of crypto, okay? So here we have this. So let's close the whiteboard here. So now we've looked into portfolio management and, and portfolios are very fluid. Um, portfolios can be vastly different between different situations. The person that has a million dollars to invest and is making a hundred $50,000 a year, his portfolio will be vastly different from the portfolio of someone that is making $30,000 a year and only has $1,000 to invest in the beginning, right? And that person's portfolio will be vastly different from the person that has nothing to invest right now, but makes $45,000 a year and wants to invest. So we have to take all these into consideration. Now, if you're looking to structure and you don't know exactly how it's done, or you're just not a person that's good with uh, with you know uh, putting on paper a, a structure to follow, um, we do offer an Alpha Mutants Discord, uh, the management team, um, to get on a VC call with you and help you set up a portfolio based off of some information we'll get off of you. Um, that is something that we like to do uh, to help out a community. So once again, if that's something that you're looking uh, to do, you can. Uh, go into the Alpha Mutants Discord. You can ping myself, uh, Crypto Kenny. You can ping, ping uh, Nate and Tate in there. You can ping uh, Dark Star X in there. 
there's several of us that you can ping a uh, link and we will help you out with that or we will get you with someone that can help you out with that. All right, moving forward. So you might ask yourself, well, Kenneth, you told us to allocate Bitcoin and Ethereum to our portfolios in different amounts. Um, but when you say altcoins uh, and when you say large, mid and small cap altcoins, what are you talking about? So let's give you these definitions. So a large cap altcoin is an altcoin in the top 25. A mid cap altcoin is an altcoin with a valuation or a market cap of less than a billion, but more than 100,000. And a small cap is anything under a, or anything under 100, uh, 100 million. So small caps, 100 billion or lower, mid caps, 100 million to 1 billion and large caps in the top 25. And those will more likely than not always have over a billion dollar valuations. So that's just my definition. There's several different definitions, but that's a pretty close definition to what most people will tell you. So it's a good one to start with. So now let's look at some of my top picks for altcoins in different areas. All right, guys, so here we go. So let's look at my top large cap altcoin picks. So in the portion of your portfolio that you designate to large cap altcoins, top altcoins, hmm, these would be my suggestions, not financial advice, do your own research. But these are some that I'm currently looking at to create bags, to create positions in during this market downturn. So we have BNB, Binance Smart Chain. And I'm going to give you a small reason for each of these as we go down through. It's going to be very quick. Um, this is going to be a shorter episode just to get through some of this stuff. I've had kind of a busy week here with some stuff we're doing with the launch. But so BNB, Binance Smart Chain. Uh, Binance has proven itself, even in this downturn, to be very, very stable. Um, they are continuing to build. They are continuing to not show any signs of weakness. Um, they have actually taken less of a hit than most of the rest of the top altcoin market, uh, which makes them less of an upside, but a very strong, safer bet in large cap altcoins. Uh, Cardano, and these are in no particular order, guys. Um, in fact, I would probably put these in a different order if I was going up, but these are just top picks, uh, no particular order. So ADA, Cardano. So Cardano, uh, like uh, is, is uh, normal with Cardano, is very slow in its development, but they really put out a solid product. And, and as the development moves forward, um, I think we start seeing a lot more use case and a lot more stability in Cardano. Um, they do not have a lot of the issues a lot of these other blockchains have because of the timeframes that it's been taken to, uh, to really work on issues in the network. Um, so I think that Cardano has a very bright future and is very investable. Uh, they also have had much less of a downturn and a lot less of the market. Hmm. Next, Solana. Solana has, has uh, in, in recent times, really solidified itself as, as the second blockchain for NFTs. And it's actually making a run at some Ethereum NFTs currently. I think that the NFT use case and I think the development of games on Solana is going to uh, definitely see 
uh, appreciation and the value of the coin currently. Now, Solana does have its problems, um, still technically in a beta state. There are still uh, some um, issues with stability of the network. But, you know, we have to understand that we're in we're in very early days in a lot of these chains. Um, so I think Solana is a top contender. Um, AVAX. Avalanche um, does not have as near the, the traffic as some of the other um, uh, chains, some of the other, uh, you know, layer ones. Um, Avalanche is a very smooth experience, though. Anyone that's ever used Avalanche that has used it for gaming or DeFi will tell you very smooth experience, very cheap transaction fees. Uh, it's a it's a beautiful chain, um, and with the proper development, could see uh, immense appreciation um, over the next five year time frame. Um, FTT, which is the FTX exchange token, um, FTX like Binance has proven itself to be very very stable during this downturn. They've even issued some loans to um, other crypto projects to stabilize themselves during this downturn, which is uh, just proves the amount of funding they have available. Um, so they're very, very strong. I think that FTX is has nothing but growth uh, in the future. I think that they're going to be a powerhouse in the space and really give Binance a, a run for their money. So I think it's a, a very safe top altcoin bet. Um, Chainlink. Um, I'm always preaching the value of Chainlink and the importance of Chainlink in the space. Chainlink is an oracle, which means that it, it brings information uh, into closed chains from outside sources. Um, it's used in almost everything. It has to be used in, in any type of protocol that needs outside information um, brought in. So it, it's used immensely in gaming. It's used in DeFi. It's used in swaps and DEXs, all, many, many, many things. So it's, it's an integral part of, the, uh, of blockchain technology. It's the leading, uh, the leading protocol in the space, and they're integrated with almost everything in the space. So very, very interesting uh, and, and good long-term bet, in my opinion. Also, we have Matic, uh, layer two solutions for Ethereum, um, probably the, the third most popular NFT chain. So it's, it's very popular with NFT gaming as it's easy to transact um, microtransactions on Matic without breaking the bank. Um, they are growing. Uh, they have uh, a lot of, of gaming in the space. They're working on a lot more in NFTs and DeFi. Uh, I just see tons of growth with, uh, with Polygonmatic in the future. So that would be my seventh topic. Midcaps. Midcaps are going to be from uh, 1 billion down to 100 million in value in uh, market cap. And these are some of my favorites. Now, there are many, many others on here, guys. I try to give a, a uh, diverse portfolio, but I, I want to give the ones that I feel have a real chance because um, if you are of the same mindset as myself and many others in the space is that a lot of these protocols are going to end up going to nothing. So I'm really giving you ones that I, that I see real potential in. So we'll talk about Aave. Um, Aave is a yield protocol and, and they're integrated with so much in the space. They're an OG in the space. They continue to uh, to innovate and be used by um, a lot of big players in the space. I think the technology there is simple, easy to use and, and needed in the space. So I think a long-term bet Aave is, is a great one to put your money on. Um, Phantom. So Phantom is a much smaller block uh, blockchain play 
it is not nearly as developed as some of the uh, other ones, uh, Binance, uh, Solana, even Avalanche. But Phantom is an amazing experience as a blockchain. Um, the technology there is is seamless. They have some of the lowest transactions, super fast uh, times to uh, to you know complete transactions. Um, their their swaps and dexes work fantastic. It's just a really good experience if you've used Phantom, and I believe that they have a real potential to super high upside. Um, very very uh, solid, I think mid cap play. Uh, Rune Thorchain. So Thorchain, if if you look at at Thorchain in its history, Thorchain is a, um, a a protocol that moves very closely with Bitcoin because it it uh, its use case is based completely around Bitcoin. It allows you to get yields off of Bitcoin, do several other things with Bitcoin. So you'll see it move uh, with Bitcoin pretty closely, but at a much higher clip. Um, so as a as a uh, addition to getting a higher upside um, ratio, adding Thorchain to your you know a, a bag of Thorchain to your uh, mid caps is is a good idea. And then we have Engine. Um, if you believe in the development of NFTs, specifically in gaming and social media networks and ownership of items in the metaverse, then you need to believe in Engine. Um, Engine allows that to be possible for many protocols. They're integrated with a lot of different protocols. Uh, gaming in the in the uh, as far as blockchain is concerned is is a big area of growth I see in the future. And Engine could be a very big player in that space. Uh, Gatla. So Gatla is uh, what we would call probably the largest game developer in the space currently. And once again, if you believe in the uh, in the future of crypto gaming, Gatla Games is a is a powerhouse and could be a much larger powerhouse in the future. Um, they are integrating games and even bringing some of their more recent games. Uh, they have plans to bring them into the the Web two sphere and try to uh, make a bridge basically for new users. So uh, definitely a, a very good addition to a mid-cap portfolio. Um, audio, which is for Audius. So we're, we're, when we talk about innovations in the space, potential innovations in the space, uh, a lot of people will talk about music, NFTs. And I'm, I'm of the same mind as a lot of those people. I think that music is going to be a big part of blockchain technology. It's going to help a lot of smaller to mid-level creators um, and help them uh, – create careers in music where before it would have been impossible. Audius is a leader in, in that, uh, that field. Um, so if you believe in that particular movement in blockchain technology, then you, you should believe in Audius and that could potentially be a mid cap um, for you. So my last in the mid cap um, area would be OP ticker symbol, which would be optimism. Um, optimism is a scaling solution for Ethereum. Uh, they just recently had their token drop. Optimism is a – if you use Optimism, the difference between using Optimism uh, on, a, on Ethereum-based protocols to using Ethereum is massive because of the gas fees. So the the ability to do transactions and to uh, pay a tenth of what it would cost on Ethereum is a big thing. We've seen a big migration to Optimism. So I think all Layer 2s actually – I also think that Arbitrum, if they decide to drop a token, will be a great mid-cap um, to invest in in the coming years. All right, so now let's get down to the dirty stuff. So we're talking about – I did not put a seventh in here, so we'll only put six. 
it's very difficult to pick um, small cap alts. So small cap alts are it's it. These are your moonshots. These these are best guesses. Um, these are ones that you can see 50, 100 X's in. And uh, sometimes you will and sometimes you won't. Um, it just, this is, the, this is the major risk factor in your portfolio. So, but I'm going to give you some that I see that could potentially be there. So alluvium is right on the very verge of being a mid cap, but it's not quite. So alluvium is a, a, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, blockchain game that is one of the first blockchain games to kind of bridge into the, the actual four-star gaming you know uh look and feel most blockchain games up until uh alluvium and star terror and a few of others were based around you know very pixelated or rudimentary gaming technology uh, alluvium is is really looking to be a powerhouse game and, and a game that could appeal to the overall masses so Alluvium would be one of my uh, one of my um, picks for small caps. Next would be PYR, which is Vulcan Forge. Uh, once again, a gaming, uh, basically a gaming syndicate or a gaming development studio. Um, this is just basically the same thing as Gatlet Games on a smaller scale, so a higher potential upside. It is a, of course, a gamble onto you know which ones of these companies will be still moving forward after we get to this bear period. Um, another one of mine would be Trader Joe's. Trader Joe is a, the main um, DEX on uh, the Avalanche blockchain ecosystem. I, I picked Trader Joe's because, number one, it, it has a very smooth interface. Um, it, it, it potentially could be the number one um, DEX on, on the Avalanche ecosystem. And if Avalanche grows in a way that I think that it will, uh, Trader Joe's will grow at a you know larger clip than Avalanche itself. So um, a very good potential there. Um, and I think a, a good addition to your small caps. Um, MOVR, which is Moon River. Uh, Moon River is a play into Polkadot. I am not a huge Polkadot fan myself. Um, but I do see the potential in Polkadot, and I do believe that if Polkadot moves in a uh, in a positive direction, that protocols like Moon River um, on Polkadot will see uh, you know three and four x the movement of Polkadot. So I think it's a it's a decent play. Um, S fund just Cedify. Cedify is a fund that basically acts as a launch pad for projects and you can get into it. Cedify, it not only is it potentially a good investment, but it can allow you to be a, an investor in other projects that are launched um, through them. Um, and so it's, it's good to have a launch pad or two in your portfolio to allow you those, those moonshots potentials. Um, so I think Cedify is as good as any to get into in that, um, that frame. And then you'll see again here, UFO, UFO Games, another gaming studio. Um, which is, which is, I think, is the lowest market cap of any of the other ones on here. So it's a very big moonshot, but it is uh, potentially could be the biggest gainer in your portfolio if the the studio itself. So these type of things you really want to look into. The reason why I put UFO Games on there is I've used their products. I think they're cool. I think there's they're innovative and they have room to grow. Um, so that put them on my radar here. So there you go, guys. You can screen cap that, screenshot that if you want to. There's a few of these. Once again, not financial advice, but um, I just wanted to let you guys see some of my thoughts and insights into um, what potentially you could build your portfolios around. Okay. So final thoughts today. Um, 
for portfolio building. Um, portfolio building is unique to you. So take the information that I've given you today, use that to create. And, and the biggest portion is you do not have to be 100% correct. You do not have to do this all 100% correctly, but you do need to, uh, to be working towards building something um, that is that is set in stone, that is on paper, so that you do not be, so that you're not caught up in the FOMO and the hype and the FUD, all these different emotional things that go on in crypto. It's very important that you understand uh, at the emotional aspects of crypto and that you have a plan that will get you through those things. So once again, today, guys, I uh, know we had a little bit of a shorter episode. We had quite a long episode last week, so I wanted to shorten it down a little bit this week. Um, we should have some very interesting guests in the next coming weeks, and we'll have another uh, market review um, to see how things are doing here in a couple weeks. But until then, um, thank you guys for being on here. I hope you got some value out of this. Uh, once again, if you would like to go watch some of our other videos, um, we have several. The last couple weeks have been really great. You guys can just look on the channel uh, on Web3 Weekly check it out if you guys are interested in uh developing a portfolio or you're interested in you know the art on our projects here or if you're interested in uh using tools um to help you make uh short and long-term trades in the space uh and not have to pay a bunch of money for them please drop down get on our uh, twitter alpha mutants um uh twitter and alpha mutants discord Come in, talk to us, and, and uh, you know, get some knowledge. We'll all grow together. We'll build things together. We'll get through this bear market, and we'll make a lot of money uh, during the upturn, and we'll see a lot of development in the space. So once again, guys, thank you, and we'll see you next time.